Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture, along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints, to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In today's first reading, as well as the gospel, we see the renewal in our church through the power and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you look at any strong and well-run corporation in the United States, a company that has been in existence for a long time, they go through a renewal from time to time. In fact, a renewal is vital to the existence of that corporation so that it can sustain itself for decades and decades. I'll give you a great example of this. The Ford Motor Company it was founded by Henry Ford. And yet, if Henry Ford were here today and he toured any of the Ford plants here in the United States, he wouldn't recognize them. In fact, he wouldn't even recognize the assembly lines because they're so sophisticated with technology. Compared to the original plant that he built, in the assembly line that he constructed. And yet the key is that the renewal for decades and decades for the Ford Company never lost the spirit of its founder, Henry Ford. And that's why it was so successful. Well, the same thing holds true for our church. The church, for centuries on end, has seen renewals. I'll give you some examples. Just look at Vatican II in the 1960s under Pope John the Twenty-Third, the Church renewed itself in many different ways. When it came to liturgy, doctrine, dogma, we recognized the signs of the times, and the Church renewed itself again through the power of the Holy Spirit, but again never losing the spirit of its founder, Jesus Christ. Go back a few centuries before that, right after the Reformation, in which many people split from our Church, broke off. The Council of Trent was convened, 
and in the Council of Trent, many good things and reforms were made by our church to improve our church and renew it. And it was done through the power and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And again, it never lost the spirit of its founder, Jesus Christ. Well, that's what we learn from the readings for this weekend. We see firsthand a renewal taking place under the guidance of the Holy Spirit in the first reading as well as in the Gospel. Now, in some ways, these readings are a teaser because Pentecost is a feast that we're going to celebrate in a couple weeks. It's the feast of the Holy Spirit. Now, fast forward to the Gospel. Appreciate the context in which it is set in. Jesus right now is with his apostles. They're in the upper room. They're celebrating the Last Supper. And Jesus begins this lengthy discussion with his apostles. Now, why is this important? Because Jesus is giving the apostles his last will and testament. Jesus knows his death is fast approaching. Therefore, he's imparting upon his apostles his last words of wisdom. A good analogy would be, imagine someone you love, someone you deeply admire, is going on a trip, going across the other side of the world, and they're never going to come back again. And yet, the night before they're about to make that journey, they call you over to their house, and you sit at the kitchen table. And this person then begins to tell you the deepest truths about life itself with the express intention of you gaining something from it, benefited by it. Well, what do you do? Well, you pull your chair up, you sit straight up, you listen carefully and intently. You're hanging on every word that this person is speaking to you. Well, see, this is exactly what's going on with Jesus and the apostles and now for us. Notice what Jesus says. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, will teach you everything and remind you all that I have told you. Our church is endowed with the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Holy Trinity. And it is the Holy Spirit that is teaching us. It's the source of our understanding about God, the kingdom of God, as well as our relationship with God. The Holy Spirit is actively giving life to our church from the very beginning moving in and through our church, helping us know our faith, and better yet, practicing it every day. Jesus continues. He says, Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him, and we'll make our dwelling within him. Later on in chapter 15, Jesus will say, I am the vine and you are the branches. Remain in me and you will bear much fruit. Now, these are all images that are organic. They tell us what we need to do to survive and to have life, and not just in this world, but in the world to come. Essentially, it's telling us that God and God alone is the source of life. Now, a good analogy would be take a plant. Now, many of us have already planted our gardens, and we know plants have to remain rooted in the ground to survive. Because it's in the ground that plants draw upon the water and nutrients to survive. Just like a fish, it needs to remain in the water first to breathe and then to continue on and survive and live. Well, if you uproot that plant from the ground, if you take that fish out of the water, well, they'll both die because they're no longer in an environment that can support them and give them life. 
Well, what's the implication? Jesus is telling us, in order for us to have life, and not just in this world, but the world to come, we have to remain in him, because God is the only source of eternal life. Paul puts it best in Corinthians. Paul says, we, as the church, are the body of Christ, and Jesus is the head. Well, in the gospel for today, Jesus, the night before his death, he wants to make absolute sure the apostles and now us understand the seriousness of this teaching. When he says, whoever loves me will keep my word. Well, Jesus is telling the apostles and us what we need to do to always be in a right relationship with God. Now, when you stop and think, throughout our life, Many people are telling us what to do, and we benefit by that. Give you some examples. Your doctor. Your doctor tells you exactly what you need to do to live a healthy life. They'll tell you, you know, you need to exercise on a regular basis, eat a proper diet, you know, stop eating junk food. You're, you go to your mechanic. Your mechanic will tell you exactly what you need to know to keep your car running for a good long time. They'll tell you to change your oil on a regular basis. You know, change your transmission fluid and your brakes according to a certain mileage. Rotate your tires. Well, you go to your dentist, and your dentist will tell you exactly what you need to do to have healthy teeth and gums. And so, throughout our life, people are telling us what to do, and we benefit by that. Well, the exact same thing is, holds true here in the Gospel. That's what Jesus is doing. Now, realizing he's not laying down some arbitrary imposition or a burden. He's just laying out the facts. Just as our bodies thrive under certain conditions, diet and exercise, so too our soul will thrive under certain conditions, which is to remain in God. That's what Jesus means when he says, whoever loves me will keep my word. So Jesus is giving us a statement of fact, allowing, yes, our spiritual renewal to continue under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, but at the same time, we never lose the spirit of our founder, Jesus Christ. And so you say to yourself, well, how do we do that? How do we keep Jesus' word and remain in him? Well, it's pretty easy. Simply get back to the basics. First, a steady daily participation in a life of prayer. Praying every day, that's one of the best ways to remain in Christ. Now, we all know communication is vital in any relationship, especially serious relationships between best friends and even husband and wife. There's no way a husband and a wife can say, you know, we communicate only once a week, but we've got a strong marriage. Well, they're just kidding themselves. Their marriage is doomed for failure. Well, likewise with prayer. We have to be able to pray to God every day. Share with God our joys and our sorrows, our challenges and our victories. And be able to pray each and every day. We can't just pray to God when we feel like it or when we want something. A second way in which we can remain with Christ. Stay close to the Eucharist. I always say, never underestimate the transformative power of the Eucharist. Remember, we're all made in the image and likeness of Christ. The best way to grow in that likeness is by taking in the body of Christ 
as much and as often as we can, every week. St. Catherine of Siena wrote in her book, The Dialogue, the more we take in the body of Christ over our lifetime, transforms us to the extent that when we are ready to leave this world and enter the next world, we will stand in judgment of Christ. And Christ will peer into our soul and he will see a mirror image of himself. That's what the Eucharist does for us. Another way for us to remain in Christ is a life of stewardship. If you boil stewardship down to its very nuts and bolts, it's about two words, two words, an attitude of gratitude. We recognize that everything that we have in life is a gift, including our own life. Therefore, we offer it all back to God. We offer our prayers back to God by our service to God and others in this world. We offer our prosperity back to God. We offer our skills and abilities by volunteering at our parish for the benefit of others. See, when we do that, we become the person that God created us to be. Better yet, we grow into that image and likeness of God. Who is the greatest example of stewardship? Well, Jesus himself. His whole life was about giving himself away in his preaching and his teaching, his miracles, healing people, feeding people, ultimately climbing on the cross and giving his entire life away for us so that we may live. One last thing to think about. Jesus says, The Holy Spirit, who the Father will send, will teach you everything and remind you all that I told you. Well, the Holy Spirit is always renewing us, and we never lose the spirit of our founder, Jesus Christ. And in doing so, yes, we will always live by his word and by his teachings. And in doing so, Jesus, he will dwell within us now and always. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.